Welcome to the Mama Bear Apologetics Podcast. A podcast where we teach you to roar like a mother. And by roar, we mean recognize the message, offer discernment, argue for a healthier approach, and reinforce these ideas with your kids. Unless you want to growl around your house. I mean, that's cool too. <laughs> You're like, check it. We keep it reels. <laughs> that's so bad. You're awesome. Mama Bear Apologetics is a listener-supported program, so if you like what we do, head on over to the Mama Bear Apologetics website and click support. It's time to rise up, ladies. Rise up, Mama Bears. This might not affect your faith, but it might affect your children's. Welcome to another episode of Mama Bear Apologetics. I'm Hillary. And I'm Amy. And this is uh, yet another one of our tries for doing video for the podcast because we figure sometimes people like sitting in with us during, <laughs> during the talk instead of just listening. So if you're listening through podcasts, then uh, we welcome you. And if you ever want to pop on over to the video and see, see us talking, it's got some uh, cool little notes at the bottom sometimes like sharing the, what verse we're talking about or what point we're making because Jeremiah, the guy that's been doing it, is awesome. Uh, so, cool. <laughs> so we wanted to say special thanks to Papa Bear. Jeremiah for doing our video for us. Absolutely. Plus you get to be nosy and peek in our rooms. Yeah. <laughs> Which is always fun. This part look really, really tidy. Shove and then if everything I over there. I yeah. know. I'm like looking at the rest of my desk. I'm like, I'm, Such a, a, <laughs> I'm a liar. <laughs> <laughs> this is Instagram life right here. Yes, Instagram it looks pretty. Here. Real <laughs> life is over, over there. Here. Yeah. Anyway, so anyway, today we're going to be talking about uh, our last podcast. We talked about linguistic theft. And which was part of the Mama Bear Apologetics book. And today we're going to be talking about another aspect of the Mama Bear Apologetics book, which was the chew and spit method. Mm. And so um, in in the podcast after this one is going to be kind of a part two of this one for... um, for spit, uh, chew and spit, and that we're going to be talking about uh, after you chew and spit through all these different media, how are you deciding what is what is okay to watch and what is not okay to watch? And so we're going to be talking about the difference between conviction and God's commandment, because what we found a lot of times is that the Lord convicts yeah. us about things, and we assume if he's convicting us about it, then everybody should be convicted about it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's uh, not necessarily the case all the time. I think that the Lord's pretty clear about what, what we should watch or what, should, what what we should do with our bodies, what we should put right. into our minds. Um, but at the same time, he says, you know, that we, we can't just leave the world. We can't, we mm-hmm. can't get out of the world. So anyway, what uh, today we're going to talk about how do we even just analyze some of these media messages? How do we analyze uh, television, music, mm-hmm. movies, all that stuff? Did I Books, say? all the good stuff your kids are I getting said, into. Yes. I think I said movies twice. Um, so first off, we're going to talk about what is chew and spit. So Amy, what would you what would you say? Chew and the chew and spit method. The what is that? Yeah, I I love the chew and spit method because it acknowledges that we're in the world, we can't get out of it, so we have to know how to navigate it. And sometimes mm-hmm. that means getting your hands a little dirty at some point. So chewing and spitting is just the ability to take in information, discern which part of that is is true, is correct, and to spit out the bad and keep that which is good. Because yep. there are times where people who do not share our worldview and belief system, they say very true things, they, mm-hmm. that they're accurate, and we have to be okay with that and, and discern between that. And there are times where Christians themselves sometimes mess up a little bit. So we have to use that discernment to decide you know, what we're taking in is if it's true, if it's good, uh, keep it, and if it isn't, get rid of it. 
Yeah. Like there's been a bunch of books where when I'm having to do research on something that is looking at the, what would you say, the con position or whatever the, the, yeah. the not from a biblical perspective, I'm trying to mm-hmm. see what, what are the critics saying. Yeah. Um, then I'll go in it's, and it's like, not like it's a whole book of mm, disagree, disagree, disagree. There's mm-hmm. usually a lot of stuff in there that I agree with. And even sometimes I'm like, Ooh, that's a critique about, um, you know, maybe about Christian culture that I'm like, Oh, they've kind of yeah. got a point there. And mm-hmm. that's something we need to do better on. So it's being able to, yeah, f- like learn from every source that we can learn from. And this would be the same thing as, uh, when your kids are going to school or going to college having professors that are going to say things that they agree with and things that they don't agree with. And mm-hmm. they need to know that um, agreeing and disagreeing, you you can't, you're not safe no matter where you are, even if yeah. it's a Christian teacher or if it's a, a youth group retreat. I mean, there's just been all sorts of heresy that's happened in my life um, where it's like, it's coming from a pastor that it's like, oh, this sounds great. And, and then he goes in a direction. It's like a guest speaker. And I'm like, I don't think I believe that. Uh, that's not what the Bible says. I, I had one pastor who's a great teacher and all of a sudden he started telling us to seek out, uh, what was it? Like seek out experiences with angels. And I'm like, that's not, the Bible does not say to do that. Uh, so yeah, we just have to kind of be on our, be on our guard, be aware. We're not like, you know, trying to look for the bad and everything, mm-hmm. but we need to be aware that we're evaluating everything, which is different than just being like a heresy hunter where you're trying to find everything you disagree with. I would almost call it the right way to be open-minded because open-minded people always say, Oh, you need to be open-minded. Open-minded doesn't mean you accept everything as truth. That would be being very foolish. Open-minded means you're willing to consider everything and see if it is truth. And uh, wasn't it Spurgeon who said, um, be open-minded, but not so much that your brains fall out. I mean, that's, that's what we're going for here. People, we don't want our brains to spill out on the table, but we do want to be considerate of other people's ideas enough that we're like, okay, let me hear you out. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's again, part of our podcast that we just did not too long ago about disagreeing well is yes. hearing somebody out discerning. Okay, look, I can affirm here. You're spot on, you know, and then being like, but here there's some issues. Yeah. I'm trying to think of who it was, was the quote. It was like, um, an open mind is, uh, open for the same reason that a mouth is open to close around something good. Oh. So it's like you yeah. remain open-minded until you find mm-hmm. the good that you want. And then you close around that, this idea right. of being open-minded where it's like, now we'll see if the good yeah. we'll put the good and the bad in there and just like you know mm-hmm. uh yeah no don't do that so anyways uh that is what the chew and spit method is and so i just want to remind people that there's this idea that we can categorize everything as safe and dangerous like mm-hmm. this is christian that's not mm-hmm. christian and as long as we categorize things correctly mm-hmm. then we'll be fine so i just want to remind you with a couple of different passages that you know this whole safe for the whole family <laughs> i know that's that's one of the things like the old radio station in dallas where i used to live that was mm-hmm. their slogan safe for the whole family <laughs> yeah and, i would see their billboards every now and then yep yep and, and we have this idea that that's what christian is it's safe for the mm-hmm. whole family and i'm like the Bible isn't safe for the whole family if we're talking yeah. about. So, you know, we're, there's a certain things that we're not going to see um, acted out on a felt board in Sunday school. For example, uh, there's a couple of times that the Bible talks about gang rape. And yeah. I, I sh- maybe I should have given a warning before, you know, if there's little ears listening here, sorry, if there's little, um, little ears listening, we, we've got Lot offering mm-hmm. up his daughters to basically be raped by all the men of Sodom, 
we have uh, the guy who offers up his concubine in Judges 19. Yeah. And this actually does happen, that they basically, what do you mean? They raped yeah. her till the morning, and, yeah. and when he gets out there, he's not like, oh, you poor thing. He's like, get up. It's time to go home. Yeah. It's like, Very these jealous. are not things you're going to see in Sunday school, or the, the one that kind of personally, well, those both bother me. Um, you know, when David and Joshua hamstrung horses while they were in war, mm, mm. not a pleasant thing to, to look at. So this idea of being safe for the whole family, meaning Christian, we got to get we got to get rid of that, that idea. There are things that are more safe for the whole family that, you know, are pleasant are things that we don't want to expose our kids to, yeah. but we can't make that the litmus test mm-hmm. of whether or not something is biblical or not. Yeah. And it just brings to mind the, the quote from, uh, Lion, the witch in the wardrobe of, uh, of course he's not safe, but he's good, you know, and yeah. referring to Aslan, it's like, yeah. The, and, and yeah, it's just important to understand that safe may, may be a little, uh, scary at times, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or or good in the in the sense of uh, there's a lot of criticism regarding Christian movies and stuff that they don't yeah. uh, they don't uh, depict reality. Mm. Like there uh, there I saw an interview with um, I'm not sure who he was, but he's um, a director who does Christian movies, and he was getting all sorts of flack because he showed these guys that were gangsters that they were like the, mm. the mafia kind of gangsters, yeah. and they used foul language. And they're like, oh, yeah, that shouldn't be in there. That's not a Christian movie. It's like, would these guys not use foul language? Like, oh my gosh. Um, yeah. There's some sorts of presenting reality the way that they are. And, you know, maybe if you have little kids and you don't want them exposed to those words, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I think we do have a duty to represent reality the way it is, even if it's unpleasant. Um, yeah. And and again, just uh, choose when you want to expose your kids to certain realities. Yeah, in age appropriate. Yeah, yeah age appropriate. So Anyway, so how do we chew and spit? It's how do we how do we um, look at things and know that there's going to be good things in here and there's going to be bad things in there. And we need to be able to separate them to tell the difference so that we can accept the good, reject the bad. So for all of you who are watching, this is the little hand thing that I do for when we talk about the sermon, that the sermon is a, a combination of good and bad. We separate mm-hmm. the good from the bad, accept the good, reject the bad. And so yeah. I think that's also a great little hand gesture you can do with your kids uh, when you're talking about it. So Amy, what are some of the things that we're talking about? Um, when we're chewing and spitting, what are some things that we're looking for? Things that we're looking for is basically anything that, that glorifies a worldly worldview, a secular worldview, sort of worldly culture. You'll see this in shows to where, um, you know, there's drug use and they're, they're doing it for fun. There's no consequences that are really Mm -hmm. perpetuated. And I think, um, Hillary, you, you would, maybe agree to is a lot of shows they sort of glorify really bad behavior and they don't really show any of the consequences oh I'm just gonna go sleeping around or I'm gonna do these drugs and wake up in the morning and go about my job and life is good you know yeah I think the little list that we made here is they're blatantly against the Christian life and what is uh it's promoting it's glamorizing it's desensitizing or it's normalizing normalizing yep yeah um so promoting sin would be like presenting it in a way that this is what you should do. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a good to do. It's fun. This is just, and it almost repackages that definition of, of fun. You mm-hmm. know, it's fun is going out with your friends and drinking all night. And I would say that's more glamorizing than the promoting. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe they, they kind of blend together. They do kind of blend together. Yeah. So yeah, the promotion, the glamorizing, the glamorizing yeah. would be showing all the fun and none of the consequences, or it might right. just be like, oh, they have, they make the headache that they have later. Oh, it's just kind of funny. Oh, the funny hangover, yeah. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
if that's presented as just a good thing to do, mm -hmm. um, desensitizing. So there's, this is one of the things we're going to be seeing a lot is if there's something yeah. that we have a knee jerk reaction to of, Ooh, that's not okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're wanting to basically present it in front of people enough times to where we stop having that knee jerk reaction. Right. That's a desensitizing process. And that's actually done very, very purposefully. Mm -hmm. Um, my dad, seen actually, that Oops. Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was going to say you're, you're, we're seeing that more and more within children's cartoons too, especially, yes. um, pertaining to certain themes, um, that they're just starting to work this stuff in more casually to where it doesn't, it doesn't surprise kids anymore. They almost don't even notice it. What kind of themes? I think people are wondering. Uh, LGBTQ themes yeah. are are getting very heavily entrenched. Pretty much anything on Cartoon Network nowadays. I I watch. I'm fortunate enough that I stay home, so I I watch a lot of the cartoons with my kids as I'm like folding laundry, and we're able to pick up on a lot of this stuff and have great discussions. So if you're looking for things for discussions, just put on Cartoon Network. You won't have to wait long. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, if you want to have yeah, introduce uh, introduce uh, what's going on with just homosexuality and trans yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. put it on Cartoon network and you'll you'll have plenty of conversation starters right there yeah um and then the, the last one would be normalizing things so there's this kind of process that you go through of desensitizing mm -hmm. and then when something be, uh, desensitizing means that you don't you're not shocked by it anymore yeah. and so like one of the things that we've seen with that sometimes is language where they use language so much right that you don't even notice it anymore like mm -hmm. uh, to this day i don't like things with a lot of language but for yeah. quite a while after John and I were married, it didn't bother me at all. And the mm. reason it didn't bother me is because I used to work with football players. <laughs> oh, that makes <laughs> and, sense. And it's like, they would swear so much that it just mm -hmm. got to be where it's like, my brain kind of filtered it out and I just didn't even hear it anymore. Yeah. And John would be like, oh my gosh, there's so much language. I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. really? I didn't notice. Um, so funny. I I didn't even think about that. But yeah, it was a lot of the same way working on the flight line with maintainers and things. I mean, there's a, there's a, a certain type of maintainer they're they're a crusty group so yes. yeah you just sort of get used to it but then I think once I started having kids it's all of a sudden the the meter the sensitivity meter got heightened and I'm like oh wait a second you know yep. things are things are being said that I'm not liking yep 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 and I think yep. of you know just having a mouth like a sailor you know other parts yes. of you know other parts of the military same as well and I would say yep. the same for uh, college football yes um, but then so not being shocked at something that's going to be mm -hmm. desensitizing, normalizing is when you come to expect it. And I think yes. that's kind of the step that we're at in terms of the um, LGBT agenda is mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, it used to be of, oh, what's that? What's going on? And now it's, I'm coming to expect that this is yeah. going to be there. Um, and usually the state or the, or the process, you know, after someone's be, been desensitized and it becomes normal, then they start promoting it. And basically anyone who doesn't believe that is weird now. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, totally. And it's, and it's like this cycle, it almost repeats in and of itself to where now there's things that we say, oh, well, that's just what teens do, or that's just what boys do. And that sort of thing that we sort of accept as, oh, this is not only just normal, this is what they should do to be men or to fully embrace the teen lifestyle, the singlehood lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's really recognizing where you've sort of adopted these patterns after the world. We're supposed to, you know, um, have renewing of the mind so that we no longer conform to the patterns of this world. And sometimes we have to recognize when we've adopted these things, we've been desensitized, we've adopted it mm -hmm. as our own to be able to, to start pushing back against it. 
Yeah. And I'd like to say that there's some movements that, uh, that were not a Christian movements that mm. I think we should say thank you. And we should be embarrassed that we weren't the ones that started this. And I would say that one of them would be feminism that you uh. look at some of the movies. <laughs> it's so funny if you watched like, because, um, I, I, uh, I, I did anyway, I had, there was a, there was a class, uh, several classes in college. I had to watch lots of movies from the forties and yeah. whenever a woman would start getting hysterical, the dude would smack her. <laughs> and you'll see this in all these all these old movies. And I'm like, mm-hmm. did women just get hysterical all the times and the men just smack them? Just smack some um, sense into them. And of course, then she's like, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. You're right. You know, and she's having to. <laughs> and know, she still looks gorgeous, even though she got jacked by her guy. Yeah, but some, certain things were, uh, or they were treated just as less than. You You look at yeah. things like, uh, on the movie Zoolander has a character that is just so offensive. The guy, Maury, Maury Ballstein, who's the one who is kind of the head of more, uh, Maury Ballstein models. Uh-huh. It'll have him walking down the hall and he's like grabbing one girl's butt and, you know, and, they're, and yeah. it's, it's kind of a joke about how yeah. this is how it used to be before mm. feminists got in there and said, this is not okay Yeah, um, for the demeaning uh-huh. jokes and, and, you know, oh, boys will be boys and all that stuff. So, you know, we, we see culture actually coming around and correcting some of these things. And I think we should be ashamed that we as Christ, as the church, we're not the first ones. Right. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And um, kind of like the Me Too movement um, mm-hmm. that we're having so many... Uh, things that are being uncovered that have gone on in the church that it took a secular movement for us to say, yeah, we're not going to be covering up for abusers anymore, but we're kind of getting off topic there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so the things that we're looking at, are they promoting? Are they glamorizing? Are they mm-hmm. desensitizing? Are they normalizing us to these things would be things like drugs, which drugs would include um, any kind of drinking mm-hmm. um, gang stuff. I would say that uh, a lot of video games um, are, glamorizing this idea of being in a gang yeah um or just tribal mentality especially a lot of the the games that because I've got a 13 year old and he's got friends and they're playing all these games and yeah there's a lot of tribalism within the games yeah and I work I used to work with gang kids so it's like Mm. I I know what actually goes on in there and it's not a good thing and I had get kids that um uh, while I was there, they decided to leave their gang, but they showed up the next day all completely <laughs> bloody, but with a big Gosh. smile on their face going, I got mm. jumped out, miss. Um, <laughs> oh, oh God, so, bless their hearts. <laughs> I know, they were so sweet. Um, gossip. I think mm. this is one of those ones that um, is probably in a lot of girls' movies, and it's it is. like it's completely normal. And and this is probably one of the ones that I struggle with, mm. um, that, you know, as girls, we just get together and we talk about everything. And sometimes yeah. it's hard to remember when something turns into just kind of discussing the world to, yeah. oh, this is now slipped into gossip. Um, foul language, we talked about crude right. jokes. Um, like there, there are certain movies where all it is is crude jokes. That's the whole movie. And it, it is really starting to infiltrate um, kind of women. Like before it was like crude jokes that was considered like a guy thing. It was usually and men. Now, yes, it was usually men. Well, now it's actually seen as sort of this female empowerment to where, and, and you know, you see these in these awful videos that are coming out now of, of these ladies who are, no, we're going to take back femininity. We're going to be just as sexually aggressive. And there, it's just... It's gross. Don't do it. Guy or girl, just Mm -mm. stop. Um, This is one that I would say especially be looking for in your children's programming because there's actually Mm -hmm. a show that I found out why my my parents wouldn't let me watch when I was a kid. And there's a show that my dad said he like if if my um, my nephews were ever at their house, they weren't allowed to watch. 
it's disrespecting authority. Mm. This is one of those things that people would think isn't that big of a deal. But um, do you remember? Well, you might be too young. You and I are kind of have a little bit of a, of a, a generation gap. Um, you can't do that on television. No. was the name of it but the, oh, apparently funny. the kids were really disrespectful to authority and so I didn't understand why we weren't allowed to watch it mm. uh, but that's that my dad told me that that was why and then the other one would be Spongebob and oh. that Spongebob's not from when I was a kid that's going on now but he he's yeah. looked at it um like um there's a lot I, I, the, the episode I remember him talking about was one of the characters was like trying to do the very least amount of work possible mm. at their job. And it was this funny thing. So when you make something funny, right. you make it acceptable. Right. And so being mm. lazy and, and doing a bad job at work, my dad's mm. like, this is awful. He's like, there's no way the boys are watching this over at our mm. house. Yeah. And I mean, that's, uh, it's one of those hard things to avoid because I've actually heard parents say things like reading books like Tom Sawyer uh, are, and Huckfin, you know, those should not be read to kids because of being disrespectful to authority. I mean, he just, his aunt, he just does whatever he wants. He's not respectful at all. And yeah. so there, there does, there have to be that balance. Cause you know, you do have kiddos who just, they're the stubborn ones um, and they are going to, you know, fuss and everything. So it's important to, to, yeah, to really be speaking into that and helping kids understand, you know, there, yes, there's the regular, there's the kids sinful behavior, but then there's willingly being disrespectful every chance you can get and, mm -hmm. and discussing those. Yeah. And, and again, that would be kind of going back to, uh, if it's accurately portraying reality, then there's something right. still valuable there that there are mm -hmm. kids like this. There are people like that, but if it's yeah. like just in your face the whole time, mm -hmm. you can say, this is not something that needs to be modeled. And that doesn't yeah. mean I think we shouldn't watch or read Tom, Tom Sawyer. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting, I'm like Tom Sawyer, Huck Finn. I'm like Tuck Finn. Wait, no, that's not <laughs> Well, yeah, it's those movies that really glorify this sort of anarchist mindset mm -hmm. among kids of, oh, this is how you really stick it to your principal, your parents, that sort of thing. It's just, yeah, yeah. promotes that kid anarchy. And another one actually that we didn't originally have on our list here is I think that um, you need to be looking at which ones are the authority figures. Um, what's the word depicted as be just being stupid. Ah, oh, that's a good point. Yeah. The, because you'll have some that, that are, you, you can tell when you look at them that these are kind of representing the, the Christian worldview and, Oh no, they're the dumb ones. They're the uptight ones. They're the, yeah. So really pointing those out is important is what sort of caricatures are being put in yeah. here and uh, differentiating between, okay, what may be true in that situation, but what other is just blown out of proportion to make the whole group look foolish. Yeah. Cause I think there's, I mean, with, with, with the whole feminism, I said, thank you for one thing, but the thing that I don't say thank you for is the fact that if you look at just movies and TV from the past into now, it's turned into mm -hmm. the men are these bumbling buffoons who just, yes. are just as dumb as could possibly be. Yeah. Uh, and the women are the ones that have it all together, that they know mm -hmm. what's going on. They boss those men around and mm -hmm. uh, that's supposed to be part of the joke. And, yeah. um, no, <laughs> a lot of sitcoms are like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A lot of sitcoms yeah. are like that. Um, so are they promoting or glamorizing or desensitizing or normalizing a non uh, a non-biblical sexual ethic? Yeah. So we kind of talked about that. Um, is it it's something starting to creep in? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's creeping into everything right now. Yeah. And so again, we, we can't say you can't watch anything that has any of these things. Cause I mean, basically 
they're not going to be able to watch anything. Um, yeah, but, they won't be able to leave the house because they're going to see it at Walmart. They're going to see it at Target. Yeah, it's, billboards. Um, there's yeah. there's no escaping it. So they need to know how to recognize it and, mm-hmm. and to say that is not what the Bible teaches. Mm-hmm. Um, or a negative view of Christian virtues, like sometimes honesty or self self control is one of the ones actually that I see yeah. being uh, not demonized but demeaned a lot. It's this idea right. that. Um, going for your dreams and going for your goals and mm-hmm. just, you know, not, not letting other people put you in a box. And so this idea of self-control um, is a weakness instead yeah. of strength. And that's concerning to me. Yeah. And then for older movies, it's like virgins are the punchline. I mean, seriously, <laughs> if you, if you haven't slept with anybody, uh, you're ridiculous and they, they portray you as such. So yeah, you'll see that a lot, especially in the the more adult comedies. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Like 40 year old virgin. Yeah. Yep. There was um, another one where it was like a teen one and yeah, it was, it was this kid and he was homeschooled and he was a virgin. He was just, Oh, just, yeah. Yeah. It, bad portrayal. <laughs> yeah. Bad portrayal. Um, yeah, any kind of where they're resisting sin, that's always going to be the nerd. But you know what? That's, yeah. that's in some ways, that's how real life is, is that yeah. when you are resisting sin and when you are resisting going with the crowd, you're going to be all called all sorts of names. So you need to be prepared yeah. for it. You're inauthentic if you <clears throat> if you don't give in. Yes. yes. Um, lying. There's a particular movie that drove me nuts with the amount of lying that was in there. And the lying was not portrayed as bad. Hmm. Uh, and that was the movie Sing. Um, it's sing oh, is the one okay. that has all those cartoon all the animals. cute little animals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you look at that, that, that movie, the main character lies his way through every single situation. That's right. Yes. And, uh, yeah, he's like a swindler. Mm, yeah. Well, it's like, it's like, he's trying to be true to his art. That's what, that's mm. what we we're going to say. What was he valuing here? He's valuing his art above everything else. And, and if something looks like it's going to take away his ability to do his art, then that's a bad thing. And even mm. the characters within there that are sneaking away to go to the singing competition, they're having to lie to their families. Um, one guy's trying to, one of the characters I think is trying to be responsible Mm-hmm. And the family yes. like comes down on that. And uh, the, the mother that's taking care of all the children, yeah. granted, it's a, it's a, she's taking care of like 30 of them or something yeah. like that. It was some insane <laughs> number of children. Yeah. Uh, and that was portrayed as like the life that, you know, where she just gave up, you know, yeah, exactly. Of, uh, doing something for herself. And so mm-hmm. it really demeaned motherhood mm. as not being a valuable option or a viable option, or just at least it wasn't a very glamorous option, which let's face it, a lot of times it's not, but it didn't show any value to that. Yeah. Um, Ooh, here's a good one. Emotional reasoning. If you can get your kids to spot emotional reasoning, uh, where someone makes that decision just because they're following their heart, but it's going to have all sorts of horrible consequences. So let me give a great example of one that hacked me off so bad. There was recently, it was the second to last, I think, of the Star Wars movies. Rogue One? Uh, yeah, I believe so. What? Now, not the one where she died in the Death Star, like trying to get the Death Star plans, right? Which not that is one? the one where the guy was about to sacrifice himself in order to save all the people and she takes her star flyer and crashes him. I didn't see that one. Okay, anyway. Um, it's like this this guy was about to to sacrifice for his friends. It's like mm-hmm. they had the the bad guys that were coming. Yeah. And he was gonna take his star flyer and, and go into the middle 
you know, and basically yeah. blow up the the machine that mm-hmm. the machine. It's a weapon. The weapon yes. that they had. And there's this girl. Oh my gosh! I was like, oh my gosh! You just set women back their ears. That takes her little starflyer thing over and crashes into him so that he can't hmm. save everybody. And and she's like, I just realized, you know, there's nothing worth fighting for if I don't have you. And you know, she kisses him and stuff. And I'm sitting there just cringing that uh, wow. the idea of saving one person over mm-hmm. basically you just in the real world you would have just killed all your friends back there because mm-hmm. you wanted to have this one guy that you have a crush crush on that would be emotional reasoning and it was actually uh almost celebrated because everything worked out for the best you know yeah and but at the same time it 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 downplayed the idea of sacrifice of someone yeah. sacrificing for others and it was like that was a bad thing mm. um or, and then finally, this one we, we talked about, um, elevating one gender over another. How are some right. ways that you've seen that, Amy? Oh, the whole, the whole, and a lot of it plays into the feminism, but you, you see it whenever there is, you know, the female and she's got to stick it to all the guys to prove it's, it's not necessarily that we can be equal. It's that I'm better. It's, yeah. it's that whole song of anything you can do, I can do better. Um, you know, whenever that's not a healthy mindset. So yeah. it, it isn't, whenever something isn't about, we're, we're equally valuable and capable. If it's, I'm, I want to prove that I'm better than you, mm-hmm. um, or that this one gender is better than the other. We've got some problems here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and we'll see some of this. I think there were some legitimate stuff kind of like in the old days that kind of portrayed men, like they were the same ones. They were the ones yes. that, you know, had the good ideas and that, mm-hmm. uh, could, you know, maintain their composure in difficult situations and all the women were just hysterical arm candy <laughs> yes uh, and that, that would slow you down I think some of the Indiana mm-hmm. Jones things I think the, the Temple of Doom Indiana Jones just drives me nuts because there's nothing redeeming about that woman mm, and I'm like why does he want to be with her she's so annoying um oh, my and, goodness oh my gosh yeah so anyway these are some of the things that as you're chewing and spitting as you're going through um music and movies and stuff like that to be paying attention to yeah. um and so how do you how do you take this how, how do you teach your kids to do this so we've got questions that you can ask um, with your kiddos. And, uh, you know, again, we want to preface this. We, we covered a lot of things here mm-hmm. and it probably sounds like we're saying, well, you can't watch anything because all <laughs> movies have this stuff. And that's not what we're saying is no. we're not, we're, we're not wanting you to pull away from everything. We're wanting you to be able to recognize things and be yeah. able to have discussions, be able to interact and discuss these things. Mm-hmm. So um, a few of the questions that Hillary and I were coming up with, with, uh, with this is first off, recognizing whatever you're viewing, whether it's a book, music, movie, TV show is checking what the genre is mm-hmm. because I love how Hillary pointed out. Um, she said comedies, th- that one's a little bit harder to work with because usually they're trying to make fun of everything. So yeah. it's, it, you can't just be like, Oh, well, they're just blowing this out of proportion. It's a comedy. It's meant to, to do those sorts of things. Now, of course you can still dissect it a bit, but it's important to understand the genre of what is being presented because that'll help you understand, okay, what's, where are they coming from? Yeah. And especially if you're looking for something like, does this accurately portray reality? A lot of comedies don't, or, or they, uh, I like what, you know, Seinfeld a lot of times portrayed Mm -hmm. kind of a hyper version of reality that made um, things fun, but also looking at what is it they're laughing at? Because I would say two shows from the nineties that I remember that they um, laughed at the most was uh, just sex. Yeah. They made sex a punchline. 
And um, I think that was a process of basically desensitizing to any kind of um, promiscuity, really. It's like yeah. both both Seinfeld and, and uh, friends desensitized us to promiscuity to where it wasn't just the slutty girl. It was all it was you know, everybody, anybody you'd be friends with, you know, mm-hmm. they, they could be totally normal and um, still have this worldview. And, and they made it a funny thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, like this is just what you do. This yeah. is as an adult, this is what you do. You sleep around and you look forward to the weekend so you could find somebody else to sleep around with. So. Yeah, like the number of girls that Joey would get was funny. The mm. time when Phoebe slept with the, the guy that she thought was Ralph Lauren and it turns out he was the copy guy, they made that funny. And so I mm. think you can see what's the message that's being presented by looking at what is it do they think is funny? Right, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and yeah, that ties into our next question is what is the main message being presented? What are they actually trying to communicate? And sometimes uh, you have to break that down a little bit of what are what are they trying to communicate, but what are they actually saying about these issues? It's going that that one step deeper of, oh, saying that, this, that sex is funny. Well, what they're actually communicating is what you do with your body doesn't matter. Who you yes. sleep with doesn't matter. So it's almost, you got to take it that next step deeper to figure out, okay, mm-hmm. what are they, what are they trying to gloss over, but what are the, what are they smuggling? in as well what worldview yep. questions are they smuggling in yeah and I would say that like the movie sing that I was talking about um that the the main message from that movie is that uh you be true to your art no matter what mm. no matter what it does to your family no matter what it does to your finances no matter who you have to lie to uh no matter what damage it causes anywhere else you are true to your art mm. And, and if you have to give it up, then that's a bad thing. Yeah, um, if you have to give it up, that that's basically, you know, never, never give up. <laughs> um, so the next one is what values are being elevated, glamorized, portrayed favor, favorably. So again, we've discussed about these as, you know, what, what are they saying is, is the good thing? And mm-hmm. is that actually a good thing? How can yep. this go wrong? What is this actually saying? These are just great dialogue questions to have with, with your kids, especially your older ones who, um, you know, getting into the teenage years, the preteen years um, for girls, because they mentally they develop a little quicker than, than the boys do, <laughs> is um, helping them understand what they're trying to chase after because uh, trying to be attractive and well-liked and everything, you'd be surprised the amount of things you'll compromise and you don't quite realize it. Yeah. So it's, if you can help your kids start thinking this way, um, It'll save them some heartache. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, we talk about what values are being elevated, glamorized, and portrayed favorably, but also on the flip side, which values mm-hmm. are being demeaned, ridiculed, or portrayed unfavorably. Right. Um, well, are there words that are being linguistically thefted where, yeah. you know, they mean one thing, but you're like, I don't think that means what they think it means. Um, yeah. So just having, like, I think on on our, did we talk about the, the buzzword um, board? Uh, I don't know that we did. And if we did, we, you know, refreshers are always good. So we, yeah, we did some. Oh, I know where I did. I talked about it in the, the Mama Bear um, study guide. So anyway, I'll just give you a sneak peek to the study guide is keeping a buzzword, um, a buzzword board where mm-hmm. you know that things are, these are some of the words, things like uh, evil or intolerant mm-hmm. or bigot or, or some other ones. Uh, 
good, bad. I mean, all pretty much anything that has to deal with morality or ethics, these yeah. words are just getting repackaged. You know, yeah. you'll always Justice. hear, oh, they were Injustice. a good person. Yeah. Yes. Huge. All that stuff. Um, so what, what are they meaning by these words? Um, mm-hmm. What is the morality being presented? Like, it, right. it's like they have kind of a world that they've created that tells you what's mm-hmm. good and what's bad. So what is that world? What, what morality is being presented? Right. Uh, and sometimes you can tell that by which actions are being punished and which ones are being rewarded. Yeah. Um, or even which ones are being justified and how they're being justified. Oh, mm-hmm. it was okay for him to do this because of here. Oh, wait a second. Now we're, now we're sneaking in alternative worldviews. Yeah. Which ones are those? It's important to be able to recognize. And Hollywood actually used to help with this. There was actually, Hollywood used to actually have standards like um, uh, the the movie It's a Wonderful Life created a huge ruckus because it didn't really? show Potter getting getting it stuck to him. It's like um, Potter didn't didn't go down. He got away with what he did. Um, oh, and I didn't know that that made a... a oh, a, yeah. Because it's like the bad guy always... Ha- you mm-hmm. always had to have resolution. The bad guy um, would get what he deserved oh, in see. the end. Mm-hmm. Um, if someone was uh, uh, having sex outside of marriage, you saw some consequences or you just didn't show it. Um, right. And it was like, it, it actually enforced a Judeo-Christian morality. And they do not mm. do that anymore. It's like when they took those away, it was almost like everybody was like, woohoo, now we can show all this stuff. Yeah not being punished because a lot of times in the real world, that's the case. It's not punished. Right. Um, if this sounded like a lot of things to remember, we're aware of that. So for all of our $10 patrons, um, uh, you are going to get nice little printables of these things. So maybe it might be the the things to watch out for when you're mm-hmm. watching a movie and you can put that next to the television or the questions to ask. You can keep that in your car, you know, after y'all have gone to a movie or, Um, uh, printing out the song lyrics. So your, if uh, your son or daughter has a band that they really like, so Mm -hmm. print out some of those song lyrics and ask these same questions. So we're going to have something nice and pretty that you can print out instead of having to remember all this, but that is for our $10 patrons, Patreons. And so you can go to (laughs) patreon.com forward slash mama bear apologetics to be able to get that sign up for the $10 a month Patreon, and you can get lots of little goodies like this that we'll start be uh, we'll we'll start giving out. Oh yeah, and it's it's so handy to have, especially when you start talking about these issues with your kids, because it does stick in their heads, and they are going to pick it out. I've noticed it with my guys that they will be watching movies, and they're like, "Wait a second and uh, and it's fun because we get to like give them high fives and be like, "Way to go, buddy!" And uh, yeah, it just reinforces that good critical thinking that we want our kids to be doing. Yeah, I can't remember which mama bear was it, but her kid will literally yell out in the theater, "Bad worldview!" Oh, um, nice. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> maybe not so nice to the people next to them, but. I'm like, if I were in a movie theater and I hold, I heard that, I would be like, I want to go shake that mom's hand afterwards. Yeah. So I'm gonna buy anyway, you popcorn. there's lots of ways to practice doing this with your kids, like you said. And one of my kind of recommendations for going to see a movie, and this mm-hmm. is something that as long as your kids are enough are young enough to not really know how driving works, I didn't know. My dad was always just magical because he always knew how to get places. I didn't know about these maps go things before. <laughs> um, but pick a movie theater that's a little further from your house. Mm-hmm. And because you have a captive audience on the way back from that movie, where you can start asking these questions. And a lot of times, especially for boys who have a harder time having these deep questions or deep conversations, eye to eye, that from front seat to back seat, it makes it actually a lot easier and they're more willing to join in. 
Absolutely. Cartoons, sit down and watch them with your kids. Cause I'm telling you the messages that are coming in are so fast yeah. that if you aren't there watching it with them, you will miss it. They won't, but you will. Yeah. So sit there and watch it with your kiddos. Yep. Very, I mean, it's really important. Yep. So I hope this discussion was helpful and not overwhelming. It's like, you don't have to do all of these things, but if this gave you a couple tips that are going to help you really talk about media and mu music and books and stuff like that with your kids, then that was the purpose of that. So um, you want to pray us out, babe? Absolutely. Father, we are so grateful that we can come together and just sort of recharge our batteries, Lord, not just batteries in faith, but to be able to recognize what messages are creeping into um, to our TVs, mu music, books. I mean, it's everywhere. And if we can't recognize it, Lord, we can't defend against it. So I pray that you will encourage these parents, Lord, help them to be aware of what's being spoken of, help them not to be afraid of it and go off the deep end in the sense that they're just thinking they got to shut out everything, but that they actually train their kids to be able to wrestle with these issues, to understand them, to be able to interact with them, Father, so that they can be effective in ministering in the kingdom. Thank you so much for this time that you've given us. In your holy name, amen. This has been a Mama Bear Apologetics recording. To learn more about Mama Bear Apologetics, please visit us on the web at www.mamabearapologetics.com. We hope you learned a little more about how to sift through ideas, accept the good, reject the bad, and now you can go teach your kids to do the same. Do you have any questions or maybe some ideas about future podcast episodes? Send us an email to askthemamabears at gmail.com and we'll do our best. Rise up, ladies. Rise up, mama bears. We are all in this together.